You've played the missions. But do you really know the lore? We're here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is a little lore episode for the Quicksilver Storm. I'm going to be your host this time. I am Elemist. Hey, I'm Orchid. Hey, Orchid. Hello. And we got some podcast info. We encourage feedback. That can be sent to us on Twitter at Guardians underscore lore, at Hey It's Orchid, or at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can find us on Instagram at guardianssoflore. That's guardians of lore, all one word. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. And if you do, let us know about that five-star review that you left. Nice. That was slick. Um, <laughs> and you, you could also talk to us by jumping in our Discord. The invite is in the episode description. But if you want to type it all out, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for your generous donations, finger guns. Yes, thank you for your generous donations, finger guns. Oh, especially thank you to our newest donor this week, which was our good friend Davey. So thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We can't thank you enough. So... Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And thank you to our reoccurring, which we didn't think last week, but we did, but without think, actually saying their names. So thank you, Valaragna, and thank you, uh, Unnamed Guardian. So <laughs> thank you, Guardian, bunch of numbers. Identity withheld, but like, we know who you are. We, we got you. We got you. Yeah. But Guardian, bunch of numbers. Thank you. <laughs> you could also find our info on thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We're still there. There it is. So this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle, it's going to be a somber one. Oh, God. This week was like the worst week in Destiny. It, it really was. Can I have a fucking do-over? So for those who don't know, it was last Friday... March 17th, Lance Reddick passed away. Mm, pain. We didn't mention it in our last episode, although Rindle did a beautiful job. He read a very nice poem. We didn't mention it because we had just finished recording like Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday, yeah. And we just didn't have time to actually record and edit it and send it off to Rindle. So we just had Rindle say something or do something. So now is our, our chance to say that, you know, he's going to be greatly missed. It was shocking and awful. And it's still really upsetting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it like, I, I'm still like getting misty eyed and, and teary eyed because like I'm main Titan. 
he was Cade was always the 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 fan favorite, but like Zavala. Oh God, it's different because Cade's just a character, but like Lance is part of the community, and right. I mean, he's he's a warlock main man. <laughs> like <laughs> he loved the game just as much as we did. Yeah, and. It's really sad that, like, I don't think any of the other, like, people who voice characters play Destiny. I think he was the only one. If if they do, they're quiet about it. Because he was always... They're quiet about it, and he's probably, like, more adamant about the game than they are. Like, they're, they're probably casual about it. He was always, like, vocal about how much he played. He loved to... He did GMs and, like, did raids, and he always, he liked to put, like, vids online about him playing, and he did stuff with the community and loved Destiny as much as we do. I keep thinking of, like, this one video where he's like, you know, the wife is out, the the dogs are out, when the, the you know, when the cat's away, the mice are going to play, and what do they play? And he flips the camera to show his ship, which was the the fallen skiff ship that we ended up getting back in. God, I want to say season of the hunt. Yeah. Um, and it's just floating in orbit. He loved the game as much as we did. Yeah. And his his passing is going to be terribly felt. It's already completely felt in the community, and um. Yeah. So even though he's he's not going to hear it again. Thank you, Lance. And I would love to say that the rest of the twoggle is going to be just as, you know, like it's it's going to uplift us, but it it it's not. It's not. We're going to punch the ground <laughs> with our dicks. So <sighs> so spoilers for anybody who hasn't done the story this week. Like this is going to come out monday so it's you've had time but the story mission for this week just punches you in the gut so this was the worst timed story on the face of the planet right they could not have possibly known this was gonna happen at the same time lance redding passed away right like (laughs) Like, there's absolutely no way they knew this, but it is just, like, the worst time story, so... Four or five days after he passes. Yeah, so, in this story, um, Mithrax and Amanda are um, fighting Shadow Legion, and they need backup, so who do they call? Us. They call us. They're bestie best. And um, we go into the tunnels in the EDZ where we've done. It's by the Volunder Forge, guys. One of my favorite forges. Ding. So, uh, God damn it, I missed. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, um, so we go there and then we have to uh, kill. Who, what did you call? So, Almas did the mission with me. And it's like a one-off mission. It's not like go do um, a battleground. Elmas called him kill. Ver- oh, it's Verizon. kill Verizon. Yeah. 
So his name was close enough to Verizon. We just called him Verizon. So we were wondering what kind of data plan he had. And if it was unlimited or not, it wasn't because he's dead now. So we went over <laughs> his limit. So um, we killed Verizon of the witness. Um, <laughs> must have had AT&T. And then we found out that uh, Mythrax was trying to get the people who were caught in their little jail cells. And it was a trap? Question mark. And Amanda tried to get them free, and... She succeeded. She had to, like, hold the broken wire to free them. Essentially, it was like she was hot wiring. Yeah, she had to hold the wires together to get them to free the people out of the, out of the cells. Right? Yeah. And then they got free. And then she let go, and it, like engulfed her in flames and she died and that's pretty much what happened it was definitely the wrong week for this and then you go back to the farm and you just you arrive and you turn around and there's a Zavala there kneeling in front of like her body on a table with like the flag over it or like the vanguard flag the vanguard flag just like when it was Cade. <laughs> yup like it's just like it's such a mirror to when Cade died because instead of it being like you and ikora and uh zavala in the room with Cade under the blanket or the flag it's zavala kneeling there by her body and it's you and crow and marasov standing there instead yeah i'm kind of a mirror image it's kind of wild so orchid and i've been talking extensively tonight mm. about like where the story's gonna go yes and the obvious choice which I'm hoping Bungie doesn't go with is that one of the unpartnered ghosts is going to happen upon Amanda's body and revive her. She ends up becoming a, a guardian. Yes. As much as I would love to see Amanda come back, not how guardians work. Well, she's not going to be Amanda anymore. She's going to be another person. Exactly. Because we all know that it's not you. It's a it's another person. It's whoever it is, you know, like we don't know who it's going to be. Yeah, we don't know who it's going to be when she she could be a complete and total like dickweed when she wakes up. We don't know who it's going to be, you know, and, and that's exactly what I'm getting at. Like it she's not going to be the same person. No, like Orchid and I were, were talking about how like. We expected there to be a redemption arc for Amanda. They were already starting down that path. Everything was going to be awesome. And then the very next week, you know, this week, they decide to kill her off. And it, it's just... I'm hoping that Bungie doesn't go the route that... Uh, the obvious route. Well, it's not that I didn't think that they would 
have some awesome like redemption arc for her. It's because like the redemption arc that she was going down with Crow was that they were finally having that adult conversation that they didn't have months ago when they should have had it, you know, like during haunted when um, he was dealing with some like really deep shit. And she was like, I'm not hearing it. I'm not speaking to you. I'm going to be a bitch about it. I'm not going to be the understanding friend. I'm going to be a cunt and I'm not going to talk to you because I'm a child. And all of us are like, well, uh, go to a therapist. I mean, work through your shit. Yeah. You know how guardians work at this point. Get over yourself. It's not his fault. He's a different person. Literally. Like, I'm sorry. And and I think that's that is a lot of why I'm hoping that it doesn't go that path. Yeah, but if it does go that path, like this is my issue with it is that it feels like a new game plus. It feels like they hit like the Sony PlayStation reset button and it's it's too clean and easy. Instead of being reviled and hated like Crow was, she's going to be absolutely revered in the tower. Everyone's going to love her. She's not going to know why. And it's going to be the same kind of like a white knight, black knight. Like, oh, I don't understand my past. Help me figure out who I am. And Crow's going to be like, oh, well, I can help you. Like, I had to go through the same thing. But I had someone just like you that helped me figure that out. Like, let me show you. And then it's just like all fucking sunshine and roses and daisies as they like hold hands and walk off into the sunset. Like, I'm going to puke, like thinking about that. Blah. I don't like it. Right. It's too easy and it's too neat and it's too tidy and I hate it. And and I'm right there with you. Like, I don't like the fact that it's it's the easy route. Like, I get it. Like, I guess people like the easy route now, maybe. Maybe that's what they want. I don't know. Is this where we've arrived? The easy route? It feels disappointing. And I, I'm this, I'm not for it. Is this just what we've arrived at? This is what we expect now? Just like the easy route? Or do we just like think too much about lore? And so we just think the easy route like is the easy route, but it's not the easy route. I'm like in hindsight, like there's nothing that could have happened except her dying. Well, and and like I, I'm not even looking at this from a lore standpoint. I'm looking at it from a story standpoint. And that's what we usually do, though. We don't even look at it from a lore standpoint, like nine tenths of the time. I mean, it, looking at it from a lore standpoint, <laughs> yeah, it's it's possible. It, it's even probable, but like looking at it from just a purely story-driven standpoint, like it makes her sacrifice less. It kind of does. Um, I know Mithrax, I still call him Mithrax. Um, you hear a radio call at the very end with him and a bunch of people. Like essentially everyone is on some sort of fucking party line at the end. Like they're all in a Discord call. And you're yep. just listening in because apparently there's no privacy. Like, unless nope. you're also in the Discord call, I feel like for every single like radio message, I always feel really weird about them because I don't feel like they're meant for us 
unless like you know you're just listening on like the van net or something i don't feel like they're meant for us there have been a few that have been addressed or that have mentioned us listening in or addressed to us but like for the most part this one no like right 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 that that's what i'm getting at for the most part like this one especially it's us eavesdropping in yeah i feel really shitty listening to this one so mithrax is like he's super guilty that he has like this deep survivor's guilt because amanda died like because she passed away and everyone is telling him like no 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 like she died doing what she wanted to do she was saving people she was being selfless like don't feel bad like, don't call into question, like, her decision. Like, don't waste, like, what she gave you. Yeah. And, like, he's just feeling, like, wrecked about it. But, I mean, like, you're going to. You're totally going to feel wrecked about it. Doesn't matter what people say. And and there's no way to stop you. Like, it, no. it's gonna happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. People can say, like, don't feel wrecked, but you're going to. You're gonna feel shitty. Like, can you imagine? Everyone's like, no, no, no. Like, don't feel bad that your friend just died to save your life. Right. And like in the previous week, she called him crawdaddy to us. Come on. <laughs> like, Right. It, like, exactly. Like it, A complete 180. <laughs> She's calling him crawdaddy. And then he's like, I feel so guilty. I survived. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, and, and this game. And and I, I I feel like we're missing an entire week between this week and last week. Right. Uh-huh. Like, are these like a Star Trek like season and they're just out of order? <laughs> Jesus. And and we had talked about it earlier. This season essentially feels like Forsaken Part Two. Mm, it does feel like it feels like they just like unsunset Forsaken and then just made it a season. Yeah. Like, does it feel like that to you? It, it does. Like, the end of this week specifically was, like, Crow is, like, I'm going to get fucking vengeance on them. And there's, like, a dead body in front of you. And it's, like, wrapped on the table. And right. instead of Ikora, it's Zavala. And instead of, like, Ikora going to go like get vengeance it's like crow is gonna go get vengeance and like you're gonna go help him and i'm like hold on a second i've been here before right (laughs) i've done this one already right exactly wait stop (laughs) i have this dlc already i already paid for it i'm paying for it twice okay i mean i've already done this one i know how it ends like is this where we learn that vengeance is bad because I thought we learned that one already. Like, the only thing I can think of is that because of all the new people, because of, you know, Destiny going free to play, like, they're introducing this, the the plot line of Forsaken into the seasonal structure so that new players can feel it as well. The plot line of Vengeance is Bad? Holy shit, are they unsunsetting? Okay, hold on. Back up. You're <laughs> telling me. Hold on. You're telling me. Because this is very clever of you. Please take all the credit here. 
they are unsunsetting forsaken into a season or a couple of seasons let's let's give them a couple of seasons to do this now let's say this season and next season because this season's essentially over at this point yeah we've only got one last thing left one yeah so we got the epilogue and then next the whole next season to get our fucking revenge so we got our revenge plot next season so we got all of let's say all of next season to get revenge <laughs> what <laughs> so all of next season to do forsaken again but remixed and for crow to relearn that vengeance is bad because he didn't learn it the first time when we killed him that's how it feels we killed him that's when we learned vengeance is bad <laughs> he died that's how he learned it yeah but i guess he unlearned it because he became a guardian and forgot so well i i think it, I, mean, I think it's more than that oh my god my mind is so broken right now <laughs> I, I think he truly cared for amanda in more than just a friend way well, obviously, he is madly in love with her. Right. That was the whole point of the redemption arc right. season. I was going to get my love story, and they ruined it. No, and, and the, but that's exactly it. Like I, I, I'm so mad about this. That is exactly it. Like, <sighs> Pro loved her, and that's why he's feeling it so strongly. That's why he wants blood. Oh, my God. So, like, like if this is how they actually go... I'm, like, here for this story, but, like, I feel like you and I are giving them too much credit because this is too good, and they're just going to, like, wake her up, and that's going to be it, and I'm going to hate that. Now, hear me out if they did this, but roped her with her, like, amnesia, guardian amnesia, into also doing vengeance. <laughs> that would be interesting. So make her do vengeance for her own death, <laughs> but like, don't tell her why she's doing vengeance. Oh my god! Be like, hey, you're you're awake now. Good, let's go do some vengeance. Be like, but why? Because you're dead. Get a gun in your hand. Do some vengeance. And like, I I could see there being a fire team of like <laughs> crow, her Mithrax, and ourselves for a a specific mission of like. For like the end of season, you know, the epilogue. 21. For like the epilogue. Like I, I could see that being a thing where like instead of, you know, them showing it off screen or whatever, we're get, you know, brought in because Bro can't tell her because of, you know, Vanguard policy, but he's guiding her to do this. I don't know why he couldn't tell her. Well, guardians aren't supposed to know their past. Oh, everyone's going to tell her. They're going to have to. They're literally going to have to tell her. She's going to have to be a like, they're going to have to tell her because everyone knows her. Well, and, and like, especially since, you know, there's that employee of the, the month black, you know, just hanging in the, the hangar, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it... it there's a lot of thoughts going into this. It was it was very like I can't exactly say poorly timed because I know on Bungie's end they planned this out months in advance. 
Mm -hmm. But this mission and Amanda dying, the vigil, you know, after the, the death. Yeah. With the way the last week has gone, like, it just, it hit in a different way than it was supposed to. And it just, it hurt a lot more than it should have. Yeah, it hurt really bad. But anyway, um, yeah, that's what happened this week. We'll see what happens in the epilogue. I'm yeah. pretty excited to see what happens. I'm excited for next season. So it's going to be a banger of a season. We'll see what happens. I'm excited for it, too. I want some. Do you know what? Like, I, I'm really liking all of, like, the Vex lo-fi shit we have and, like, the exotic mission and all this <laughs> other stuff. Like, I want some more Vex lo-fi stuff. So because that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> I mean, sure, it gives seizures, but, like... You know what? Everything in this game gives me seizures now, so I just have to accept it and move on. So, but like it, I said in another episode, like it just give it, my brain's gonna be Swiss cheese by the time Destiny is over. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta accept it, you know. At, at least it's gonna be a happy seizure. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> because this week made me cry real bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to do an ad and then move on? Yeah. Let's head into an ad. Okay. The Lore Network. New York's Tech Valley is home to a video game development cluster ranging from small independent studios to internationally recognized names. One Upstate is a new developer expo coming to the Albany Capital Center on October 21st. Join us for a day of panels and speakers, networking opportunities, vendors, and an after party that will be all about the games. One Upstate, a celebration of games and the people who make them. Visit oneupstate.com for more information. So how about that ad? That was pretty great. All right. So this is a little lore episode. Some lore isn't pressed neatly into lore books, but they add to the overall universe of Destiny. So we're going to use these little lore episodes to do a dive into these individual lore tabs. And this one is the Quicksilver Storm. Hey, we talked about this last week. Uh, it was originally obtained by pre-ordering Lightfall. It had to have been the digital deluxe version of Lightfall. You couldn't have just pre-ordered the basic bitch one. It had to have been like the big everything version of Lightfall with like the season pass and everything else. And then you got this, you got Toki shell and you got an emblem, I believe. Yes. Is there anything else you got with it? Uh, I, I honestly don't remember. I think those are it. And because... Orchid and I both pre-ordered Lightfall. Mm -hmm. We're not quite sure how it's obtained currently, but I'm willing to bet that it's part of a quest. I don't have any idea because it just appeared with my digital code. It was just in with the code. So. Or if it's not part of a quest, I, I'm sure it's, at some kind of vendor or it's at the monument of lost light. 
because everything seems to get put into there. The flavor text for this weapon is three words carved by hand. Affinity, altruism, awareness. So essentially this this entry is going to have two people talking and there's going to be some like computer jargon. Orchid is going to be covering the EXO and I will be covering Toki. <gasps> God, King Toki. Toki. God, King Toki is in this. Meow, meow. Toki is obviously. <laughs> meow, meow. Boot up, fail, error, non-executable input-output. Boot up, fail, error, non-executable input-output. Boot up, fail, error, non-executable, boot up. C-S-A-W-S mark 17.3 Error number Common Home 4echo.4foxtrot.48.4foxtrot.4delta.45 Error Not recoverable Error number Common System 48.41.52.44.57.41.52.45 Hardware incompatible. Restoring Proximity 3 Exo model Bray special. Puka, juvenile. Unknown, extreme caution, paracausal. You said we were going home. I don't want to be on Ganymede. There's no one here. That's the point, Toki. No one dies if this goes gray goo on us. Register unknown, Toki. This housing and frame replicate the scans I took. Not sure why it won't fire. Biometric. Unrecognized. If this doesn't work, may I have my pretty silver back? I like it better on me than in a gun. Your accessory came from a gun. Someone in the outer system is using weaponized nanomachines. I haven't seen that. That shouldn't mean you could just take other people's things. I have seen everything, Toki. Almost everything. But I can't figure out from the scans how the original design propelled anything. Isn't that why you kept that piece of the original barrel? No. Someone spent some time etching that motto by hand. Seems respectful to keep it. I will never understand Guardians. So, someone out there has a weapon I've never seen before, don't understand, and don't know how to defend against. Closest thing we've seen to this is SIVA, and those bugs are so far beyond that. Get off that fish! 
Get off that fish. Key. Puka. Designate. X Design DG. Verified. Add user. User added. Dumb little critter. You blow yourself up. Go on. My silver is moving, Elsie. 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 Register Exo Model Bray Special. Elsie. New user registered. Elsie. So if this is the barrel, and this is the magnetic bottle, pulling the trigger should section off a round. Then what actually fires? What did you do? You didn't change anything. The nanite colony must build each round with a a solid state impeller coil. That's small. That's like golden age tech. No, we never had anything like this. That was fun. Well, pickle helped. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> so this is I, I again like I made the point last week and the week before about how like Siva isn't going to be the in the forefront, but it's still going to be in the background. Yeah, and this is another example of that. This this silver nanite compound yeah like it's it's specifically we know now it's from neomuna mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we had an inkling before but no one could pinpoint and say aha there it is and we've seen it in action if you've done any of the post game right well those nanites are just siva 2.0 or siva 3.0 like they're specifically designed to be the the next iteration of Siva or you know two iterations from Siva. Like they're more advanced. Right. I think it's really cool to see the nanites mentioned in another lore tab because we've seen them in the Remembrance Hall um as they make the pillars. Right. So we've seen them in action. Um, and it's kind of cool to see them like knit the pillars back together. Yeah. And so I think that's really neat to see them in action. And we've ha- heard them be talk about, heard them be talk about. I, English is so far beyond me right now. We've discussed them in the game before, sort of like touched on them barely. But if you've thought about the lore at all, or even just thought about like, huh, these nanites are kind of neat. And if you just, like, kind of considered, like, they had SIVA when they arrived, like, what would be the next logical step from there? 
It would be using that technology and then progressing it a thousand years. Right. This would be the next logical step. And so it's really neat. It kind of reminds me of like the same kind of technology you'd see in like Star Trek Discovery. Like with their like movable dashboards in the future. If you've ever like watched that show, it's kind of neat. I could see that. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Same kind of idea. It kind of like reacts to your touch and like. Right. And like shifty moves. Yeah. I I could definitely see that. Uh-huh. And this this poor ghost, Toki. Oh, Toki. Toki was just wearing these nanites as jewelry. As one does. <laughs> I mean, if you find something shiny and you're a naked ghost, because it sounded like Toki was just the ball part and had no shell. Right. Which sounds like, where is your shell? What happened to it? Do ghosts, are ghosts born without a shell? Are they just like a wandering eyeball until they find a shell? Yeah. Oh. Like the actual ghost is the ball part. Is the eyeball. Yeah. Early on, they would make their shells out of just any specific material that they could just find. Right. I think actually that might be why the bottom of the traveler looks the way it does. Mm-hmm. Where it, it doesn't look like a perfect sphere because that's all the material that the ghosts took from the traveler. Oh. It, we have no confirmation on that, but like two plus two equals fish there. Right. I mean, that makes sense. The the thing that confuses me in this one is all of the like computer jargon. So I read this obviously when we got it like a year ago when we first like pre-ordered Beyond Light or when I'm saying Beyond Light, Light Lightfall. There's too many lights in these titles of things. And so you see you have to actually kind of look at this lore page because just reading it is too hard. And I'm Brindle does it justice, but it's kind of a mess to listen to, unfortunately. Yeah. So if you can get your hands on it or look at it in game, like I really do recommend looking at it because it's just like so hard to read. Like you really do have to look at it. Um, yeah. But when I read it, I was like, so is a puka just an iPhone? Like, when I read it, I was like, does it just make phone calls? Like, I didn't understand, like, really what the pukas did yet. And this was the only thing we had that had a puka. And literally, when we got it, everyone sent this to me. They're like, have you read this yet? Toki is in the lore. That was all I got out of it. (laughs) It was that Toki was in the lore and a puka is an iPhone. So. I mean, you're not wrong. I know I'm not wrong. It just took a while. (laughs) you know (sighs) we learned from from last week that the pukas are just you know emotional support animals Uh uh-huh so why wouldn't they be able to make phone calls you know Uh uh-huh i personally like the fact that it just lists out like you know unknown person is is talking or exo is talking and then as people or as these entities are using names, it fills in the name for the actual designation. So, like, in the very first 
line that Toki is talking, it says unknown. But then as soon as the EXO uses Toki's name, it registers that the unknown thing was Toki. Mm-hmm. So then it starts using Toki as the designation later on. And then once Toki uses Elsie to refer to the EXO, it substitutes Elsie where it would say the EXO. Right. I, I love that, that little detail. Yeah, I do like that. But like that, that's just a computer nerd in me going, oh, hey, that's that's awesome. I love the fact that they did that. Yeah, it's really nice. I like it a lot. So um, did you like this entry? Do you like the gun? I'm not a fan of the gun. Oh, why do, okay. So the gun is an auto rifle and then it tr- also fires grenades. <laughs> that's its like other feature. But like I, I haven't used it a whole lot. I've only u- uh, I've only used it like maybe a total of four hours. So see, when it was released, it was kind of broken and it wasn't firing the way it was supposed to. Now that it's fires with strand like it's supposed to, like once you finish the catalyst, it's super broken in the correct way. Okay. So, I mean, finishing the catalyst is worth it if you want to spend the time, but it takes forever to finish the catalyst. It's so many kills. Like, holy shit. Finishing the catalyst takes ages. So, I mean, it's like use it forever or like go spend a bunch of time like killing stuff. Like, it'll take you an afternoon to finish it if you like dedicate your time to doing it. Okay. Uh, there's there's also the fact that like in order to get the catalyst you have to do the quest which is and, like I'm currently on the step where I have to go kill shit on Neomuna. Yeah. So like that's the difficult part. <laughs> I ran around with it and just did the stuff I had to do on Neomuna anyway. That's fair. Um and just used it. And so stuff eventually ended up dying because you had to use st- you had to use the grenade launcher part and stuff dies really quickly to it. So as long as you're like at level on Neomuna, like stuff will die pretty quickly. That's fair. Yeah, I just kill trash mobs when they load in and they'll die. And like I could jump into um terminal overload and and just spray down ads. That's pretty much what I did. Okay. Honestly. Yeah, I I would get keys a lot for that. So I would just do terminal overload. OK, and I like it anyway because it's fun. So no, that that makes sense. I like the gun. I think the ornament for it is really pretty because it's like pink and green. So it's like a watermelon gun. <laughs> so I really like it. And um, I think it's uh, really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. OK. Yeah. Uh, do you have any shout outs? Oh, yes. Um, for Little Lores, we usually do shout outs of a favorite gun in same. Usually it's, gun. it's the favorite thing of whatever the item was. Yes. And this is auto rifle. Hmm. I would say so. This is exotic auto rifle. If you want to limit it, go for it. Oh, I'm going to limit it to how about exotic kinetic or something? How about favorite exotic in kinetic slot? How about we limit it to that? Oh, that's simple for me. Oh, okay. Um, 
I am going to say Wish Ender since I've been using it a lot lately. And under the new regime, it has Overload and it has Barrier. (laughs) (laughs) This season, I don't know. I don't know what next season is going to have, but this season it has both. The new regime? Yes, the new regime. (laughs) That's what I'm calling it right now. (laughs) Don't question me. What's yours? The Osteostriga. <gasps> I love Osteostriga. That's I have such a gross build for that right now. So I just got the ornament today um, that was released. Which one? Last season. The pretty one that matches your armor? Yes. The pretty Dang. one that actually matches my current armor. Um, oh, you must look so pretty. Like, I I love that shader. For anybody who who is wondering... I have a shader called Growing Guilt, G-I-L-T. It came out in Season of the Seraph, and it's like a blue and green with gold detailing. And it's just mwah, chef's kiss. On the right armor, it just looks phenomenal. It it really does like match all of his stuff, so <laughs> and it's pretty great. And and that's essentially what the ornament for the Striga look like. It's that same shader, but applied to Osteostriga. I'm very excited to see the whole outfit. Can't wait. Now that I've accessorized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this is the part of the episode we like to give special thanks. The audio for this episode was produced by Rindle Zivas. You can find him at Rindle Zivas. The artwork and music in this episode is copyright Bungie we're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They're the resource we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. And final reminders. You can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at heyitsorchid, or at i underscore am underscore elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can find us on Instagram at guardians of lore, all one word. Or you can leave a five-star review wherever you find the podcast. Uh, But if you want a more personal touch, you can join our Discord. The invite is in the episode description. But if you want to type it out, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for your generosity, and we really do appreciate it. Um, generous, thankful finger guns. Generous, thankful finger guns. <laughs> Lol, I just wanted to see if I could get you to say it, and you did. Sucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say goodnight, Orchid. Goodnight, Orchid. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. And on a high note. (laughs) Take care. Goodnight. Bye. Otters. Are wet. God damn it.